It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Sooners Nation, and welcome to the Locked On Sooners Podcast. Coming up on today's show, we got to talk about a big 37 to 31 win over the Kansas State Wildcats. We're going to get into what stood out from the offense and the defensive side of the football. I'll give you my three stars of the game as we break it all down here on the Locked On Sooners podcast. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning and a happy Monday morning to you, Sooners Nation. This is John Williams, host of the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at John Nine Williams and read my work over at the Sooners Wire at usatoday.com. And man, that was a win. I feel like that was their best win of the season over a tough, tough Kansas State team. I mean, we've talked about it and you've you've seen this team now for a few years. Skylar Thompson's been the quarterback there since uh, the dawn of time, it seems like now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's been over there for and now he's a six-year quarterback because of the COVID eligibility rules. It's allowed him to stick around and continue to torment the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, but man, it was a really good win. I think the score doesn't necessarily reflect how well Oklahoma played. I mean, it was 37-31. Uh, they had to get a kicker turn touchdown to get it to 31 there at the end of the, end of the game. But, you know, after a, a 13-10, you know, first half. I felt like the Oklahoma Sooners really took control in the second half. Obviously they got out to a big lead as many as 17 at one point in time. And yeah, Kansas state was able to claw their way back into the game, but you, you wouldn't expect this team to just kind of go away, right? Like a Chris Kleiman football team, isn't just going to say, Oh, well, we're down 17 time to kind of shut the doors, go home, pack it up. And, you know, with the evidence that Oklahoma's provided opposing you know, opposing offenses and opposing teams, like they're a team that can be come back on. I mean, we saw, you know, Tulane did it. We've seen it in the last couple of years against, you know, teams like Texas, Kansas State did it uh, just uh, a year ago. And so, you know, the Oklahoma Sooners, they can get out to big leads. And sometimes it's a bit of an, a bit of an adventure holding on to those leads. So, but ultimately, you know, on offense, let's, let's just start with the offensive side of the football. We'll talk about the defense coming up in the next segment, but on the offensive side of the football, I think the thing that really stood out to me is I feel like this was the offensive line's best game. Uh, you know, Spencer Rattler wasn't under pressure near as much as he was in previous games. I felt like he had more, a little bit more time to, to throw. He was getting the ball out a little bit quicker, which also helped. Um, but it was one of those situations where I feel like Spencer Rattler was much more under control because the offensive line was much more under control. You know, Pro Football Focus had him under pressure on seven dropbacks this week. Now, he was, he was sacked twice, but on those seven dropbacks in which he was under pressure, he was five of five for 101 yards. That's that's pretty good. Like, like no, no, that's really good. And then when he was blitzed, he was seven of seven for 77 yards and two touchdowns. So Spencer Rattler had a really, really nice game, but I feel like the offensive line just had a really solid game across the board. Now it wasn't perfect, but I feel like this is a group that's still kind of finding itself. We don't know like 
down in and down out who's going to be out there because they, they still continue to, to play a lot of guys along the offensive line. You know, Anson Harrison got a lot of reps. Juan A. Morris got a lot of reps. Um, and it was just a good kind of team effort, I would say. You know, they had that seven different offensive linemen get opportunities in this game. And I mean, you're going to get that. That's the way that Oklahoma likes to run their team. They like to rotate their guys in and, and get them opportunities, get them reps. But you look at a guy like Andrew Rame, who finished with the, the highest pass blocking score from pro football focus. And I think it was the first time that you really saw him kind of start to establish himself. Uh, you know, the, the running game was opening up big holes. You know, Kennedy Brooks averaged 6.3 yards per carry, Eric Gray, five and a half yards per carry that's really good. Like you can't have a good offensive line game or you can't have a good running game unless those guys are opening up some holes. Now, Kennedy Brooks and Eric Gray, they were doing fantastic work. You know, once they got past the line of scrimmage or got to the second level, they were still, you know, breaking tackles, making guys miss. It was just a really, a really solid performance from them as well. But I feel like the offensive line needs to get a little bit of credit because we've been crushing them for weeks now. Right. And again, not a perfect game, but Kansas State's got some players up front. They got, you know, a really good rush edge in their own right. And so, you know, Spencer Rattler only under pressure, seven dropbacks. That's really good. That's what you want to see. And, and I, you know, also credit to Lincoln Riley with com- for coming up with a, a game plan and a scheme that got Spencer Rattler on the move a little bit with some moving pockets, got the ball out of, out of his hand quickly. But even in situations where he did hold on to the football, the offensive line held up and that's, that's a good step in the positive direction for him. Uh, you know, he averaged 2.95 seconds uh, per throw, which is about on average with where he's been. And so to me, it's an indication that he was doing a little bit better job managing the pocket. The Oklahoma Sooners offensive line was doing a better job providing him protection and Lincoln Riley was doing a better job getting the ball out of his hands. The wide receivers were doing a better job getting open because you listen to Chris Kleiman in the post-game press conference, you know, he's talking about trying to take away the deep ball from the Oklahoma center's offense, which is what every team has been trying to do this year. But this is the first game where it looked like the Oklahoma Sooners had a bit of an answer for when teams attempt to take away the deep ball. They were much more effective in the five to 15 yard range of the, of the passing game. You know, Marvin Mims had a big catch and run, but it wasn't like he, he caught the ball 30 yards downfield. I mean, he caught it, you know, 15 to 20 yards down the field and then made a nice run. You know, Drake Stoops had a really nice, you know, catch and run, probably caught it about eight yards downfield and then, and then took off and, and picked up the first down after about a 16, 17 yard gain. And I felt like the wide receivers just had a really nice game all, all together. Uh, you know, Marvin Mims bounced back from just some underwhelming play. I, I wouldn't say underwhelming play, just not getting a ton of opportunities the last few weeks after he had five receptions in the first game, he had five over the next three games altogether. Um, and I think just the, the game circumstances, situations, teams are starting to take him, try to take him away a little bit. Maybe Spencer Rattler is trying to get other guys involved, knowing that Marvin Mims is getting extra attention. And so he's not getting the same opportunities. Well, he got opportunities in this game. 
got four targets, converted them all for four receptions, turning them into 71 yards. You know, Michael Woods had a really another nice game for the Sooners, caught a touchdown pass, had three catches on five targets for 33 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Drake Stoops, man, yeah, he was big. Like, had that big catch and run to pick up a – it was like a long third down. Um, I think it was like a third and 15 or something like that. Um, but he he picked up 20 yards on the reception uh, and had 14 yards after the catch. Had another big catch early in the game where it was on a, a tip ball at the line of scrimmage. And he maintained the focus and initially it kind of looked like he was going to drop it. And then as the second defender came in to make the play, it kind of bounced off him and then back into Drake Stoops arms. Uh, and so, yeah, that was, that was awesome. Um, another, another solid game from Mario Williams who had three catches for 29 yards. And, and one guy, man, I, I can't believe I've gotten this far into the show and, and failed to mention him, but Jeremiah Hall, I loved the way they got Jeremiah Hall involved early in the game and often in the game both as a runner and as a receiver. He only had like five touches on the game, but he made every single one of them count. You know, three catches for 20 yards and a touchdown. And then he had another two carries for nine yards and a, and a touchdown running. Uh, just a fantastic job by Lincoln Riley using one of his kind of mismatch pieces. I mean, he's a, he's a tough guy to cover because what do you do with him? Do you cover him by a linebacker? If you do cover him with a linebacker, he's a little he's he's quick enough to beat a linebacker. If you cover him with a defensive back, he's strong enough to box them out and win. Now they do a great job at using him on that uh, bootleg out to the right, where he just kind of slips into the flat to catch a pass and and the the shovel pass that scored the the touchdown. Uh, I think that made it thirty four to seventeen. That was a great play design as well. You know, you'd already set it up by running him in motion and handing the ball off to him earlier in the game where he ran it in for the touchdown, using him in motion again, and then flipping it to him with the shovel pass is a good wrinkle off that design. And I love that they're getting him involved because of your H-back tight end guys, he's been the most productive and the dude just continues to catch touchdowns. Uh, Constantly impressed by the work that Jeremiah Hall does. But coming up next, let's talk about what stood out from the defense in the Oklahoma Sooners 37 to 31 win over Kansas State. And let me talk to you about prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. I love this, and I know that you will too. Prize picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. They offer more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid majors you might not have ever even heard of. Prize picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All you if you use promo code locked on, you can get 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using promo code locked on. You pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. Use the award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in under 60 seconds. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. That's PrizePix, daily fantasy made easy. 
I also got to talk to you about Made In. Made In produces professional quality cookware for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup. Made In products are made to last and they offer a lifetime guarantee. There's nothing more frustrating than getting out of pan and seeing that it's starting to rust. Well, Made In has got you covered with that lifetime guarantee. Their cookware distributes heat evenly and you can easily go from the stovetop to the oven. It's that versatile. They have 40 thousand plus five-star reviews and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at michelin starred restaurants around the world that's made in better cookware for better meals and i just want to thank you so much for making locked on sooners your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms and as we get into the defensive side of the football and what stood out on that front i just want to again reiterate how great jeremiah hall was in his few opportunities ended up with one of the best grades on offense from pro football focus uh, spencer rattler topped that at 85.1 and jeremiah hall at 81 and then let's talk about the defense defensively man they were really good i know again we talked about it in the first segment that the the score may not reflect a good defensive effort you, know, you give up 31 points and you think, oh, it's not, not great. But let's talk about the team that they played. I mean, this is a team, again, that's beaten them each of the last two years heading into this year. And it's a team that has one of the best weapons in college football in Deuce Vaughn, who admittedly hurt you in this game. I mean, he had over 100 yards receiving, but the Oklahoma Sooners were able to keep him to 3.4 yards rushing. Skylar Thompson wasn't a factor in the rushing in the running game, but he had a really good game throwing the football. And I just feel like Kansas state came out with a, an aggressive game plan and they were going to really attack the Sooners. And they did. And Oklahoma, I feel like was, was game for it. You know, they had the nice, you know, uh, forced fumble by Justin Broyles that Nick Bonito returned. Uh, that was a huge moment early in the game as, as Kansas state was driving to be able to get that extra possession. Um, and, and limit Kansas State from scoring points. Now, you you would have liked to get a touchdown off of that effort, but you know a few things happened that didn't really allow it to work out. But I felt like the defense came up big in big situations, and again, not always perfect. But when you hold a an offense that has played you really really well over the last couple of years, like Kansas State has to just 24 points. I mean, remember we had the kick return for a touchdown that's seven points there, but that doesn't, that shouldn't be attributed to the defense. But if the, the defense is, uh, is holding the offense to 24 points, that should be more than enough for an Oklahoma's offense to win a football game. And yeah, this was one of those situations where I felt like the Oklahoma defense was just flying around. They were playing physical and aggressive. You know, it came out before the game. Uh, it was Gabe Eichert that had reported that uh, Dale and Turner Yale wasn't going to be available for the game. So Justin Broyles steps in and starts at safety. And I think he had a really, really good game. He actually came out with pro football focus's top grade uh, among defensive players. And he was he was really solid in coverage. He made a really did a really good job in tackling. He had six total tackles, no misses, um, five stops. You know, and of this, you know, yes, he allowed six receptions for on six targets, but it was only for twenty three yards. Uh, the long one going for eleven. So he allowed one reception for eleven yards, and then the other five receptions just went for twelve yards. 
so a, a solid game. I mean, he was in coverage according to pro football focus for six receptions, but only one of them went for more than 10 yards. So a really solid game from Justin Broyles. And I think, you know, stepping in to be able to play safety um, on short notice and take over for a guy like Deller and Turner. Yeah. I think that, that that's really promising um, that he was a guy that could go in there and step in and, and kind of take the lead uh, among your defensive backs. I mean, he played 48 defensive snaps. Uh, Pat Fields, once again, led the way with 68. And then, you know, we got to talk about the the game by Isaiah Thomas. The dude was just a beast. He had six total pressures, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, five hurries, one sack. Uh, and Skyler Thompson's a, a difficult guy to get to. I mean, he's a savvy quarterback that knows how to manipulate the pocket, step up in the pocket, avoid the pass rush. Um, and they kept him under pressure throughout the day. And I think that the fact that the defensive line is able to generate the pass rush that they are and have been, sorry, that sounded very much like Jerry Jones. Uh, I think that's a huge, huge uh, key to this defense's performance as they go to Texas and as they try to defend the big 12 championship. And Nick Bonito, again, another standout game. The guy just does everything so well, right? Like, this is not breaking any news, but he's great in the run game. He's great rushing the passer and you can throw him in coverage and he's going to help you in that, on that front as well. Um, uh, other than that, I felt like it was just a really good team effort by the defense. You know, when they needed to make plays, when they needed to come up with a stop, they did a pretty good job. Again, you know, 24 points, you know, Kansas state was able to go on a lot of long drives and, you don't like the way that teams are converting fourth downs against Oklahoma. Um, if you're a team and you're playing Oklahoma, you might as well just play four downs the entire time because Oklahoma just cannot stop a fourth down brush or fourth down attempt. It just it baffles me how many times, you know, teams can convert on fourth down against the Sooners, but you know, those, those other teams have got good players too. And, you know, Kansas state has got several good players. Phillip Brooks is one of those guys. Malik Knowles is a really good player. Deuce Vaughn obviously is a good player. Scott Thompson is a good player. And, you know, they, they don't beat Oklahoma the last couple of years without having good players. And so, you know, got to give them a little bit of credit also for coming in and being effective and executing at times. And, and there were times where they didn't execute. They just missed in certain situations. Um, you know, obviously there, there were cases where Oklahoma needed to get off the field and they didn't, they needed to, stop them on third down and they didn't, they needed to to come up with a fourth down stop and they didn't. And that, that was what allowed Kansas state to kind of hang in the game. But when they needed to, they made, they made some plays. And so not a great defensive effort, not a bad defensive effort. I thought, I thought it was pretty good. I think this is a, a thing to kind of springboard this team, give them some confidence because yeah, they'd been hearing it all week. Like, you know, what, what are they going to do against Kansas State, a team that they've lost to the last couple of years? And they responded. They they beat a team that's beaten them. They, they beat a coach. Lincoln Riley finally beat Chris Kleiman. And so, the, you know, that's what you that's what you kind of hang your hat on as you go into Texas and get ready to face another another tough matchup against the Texas Longhorns team that's playing really, really good football right now. Uh, but coming up, let's let's talk about three stars of the game who stood out on that front. And who's going to be the winners? Uh, we also got to talk about the onside kick controversy. 
And yeah, just kind of what went down with that because it was, it was interesting, it was a little bit interesting, but we'll, we'll talk about that next coming up here on the Locked On Sinners podcast. But let me talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's my favorite breakfast option on a day-to-day basis. Eat one almost every single day. It helps me to get through my first part of my work day. It gives me all the energy I need because it has 17 or 18 grams of protein. It's only got 130 or 180 calories, which like if you're eating that compared to like a, a candy bar, you're winning by eating a built bar because not only are you getting good calories, but you're getting good protein. That's going to last you to at least lunch or even through lunch. Sometimes I'll eat my built bar and I'm not even hungry till about three o'clock in the afternoon because I'm getting enough energy from what this protein bar provides. They've got great flavors like coconut, coconut, almond, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. And again, only four or five grams of sugar and four or five net carbs. So if you've not gotten into Built Bar, if you've not given it a try, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, where you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. And now let's talk about the onside kick situation before we get into my three stars of the game. And first of all, I got to say, how did you miss the double touch? Like you go to review it. Did you not watch the kicker kick the ball? Because on first, even just on the first replay of it, I'm watching, I'm thinking he touched it twice. Like he kicked it and then kicked it again. That's a double touch. That's illegal touching. Sooner's ball done why did Lincoln Riley have to challenge that? First of all, because it should have been clear to you, but Hey, we're not, you know, officials miss stuff all the time, all the time. We're not going to spend an episode talking about officiating, but I feel like they were able to write a wrong in game. You know, so many times you end up, you know, seeing referees or officiating crews make those mistakes. And then after the game, you're getting a letter from the big 12 conference saying, Oh, well, we made a mistake. Sorry about that. Nothing we can really do about it now because the game is already played and it's already done. But the officials were able to right or wrong there by allowing Lincoln Riley to challenge it, challenge the double touch. You know, they talked about it on the broadcast that you shouldn't be able to review a review. And maybe technically that's the case. Now they were reviewing one thing. They were reviewing whether the ball went 10 yards, which it did. But Lincoln Riley was challenging something different. He wasn't challenging whether the ball went 10 yards or not. He was challenging whether they double touched it, and they did. And so great job by whoever was spotting up in the up in the booth who was watching the replays that was really you know, paying attention because, I mean, it was, you know, it's it subtle. Yeah, it was subtle. But if you're watching the kick, you could see it bounce off the ground, catch his foot. He tries to push it forward again. And so, yeah, credit to the officiating staff for getting it right, because that's what instant replay is for. If you're not going to get it right, why even use it? Uh, But let's talk three stars of the game. We'll go in reverse order here. Third star of the game, Kennedy Brooks. 
Dude ran hard all game long. It was nice to see him put up a big day and just did the thing that Kennedy Brooks always does, right? Just patient runner, breaking tackles, bouncing off guys and making big plays in the running game. You know, like I said, average 6.3 yards per carry, 88 yards and a touchdown on 14 attempts. Uh, he had 3.64 yards per con or after contact per attempt and forced four missed tackles, had 10 Sorry, I had three runs of 10 plus yards and two runs of 15 plus yards. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good, right? Kennedy Brooks is really, really good. And, you know, Eric Gray, obviously, he is a good runner, but I've always maintained that Kennedy Brooks was the most important running back for this team because he's such a consistent runner. He's a guy that down in, down out, you know you're going to get four yards per carry. Now, there's going to be times where he gets tackled for a loss, obviously. I'm, I'm speaking a little bit in hyperbole. But you know that he's going to be very capable of churning out four to ten yards almost every single play. Uh, second start of the game, we talked about it in the last segment. Isaiah Thomas, just dude's a beast in both the run and the pass game. He does everything that you ask him to do. He can play inside. He can play outside. Had a nice sack on Skylar Thompson that helped really kill a drive for the Kansas State Wildcats. And you can't say enough about how good and how important this guy is to the Oklahoma Sooners team. You know, six total pressures again, uh, two stops, had two tackles. Love Isaiah Thomas. Um, He plays 41 snaps, the eighth most on the defense, which was actually the most uh, among the front four players. You know, had had one more snap than Nick Bonito. Um, But because of his versatility, you're able to get him on – on the floor or on the field a lot more almost said on the floor it's almost basketball season so that'll be fun but i mean i bet isaiah thomas is a pretty good basketball player too but yeah i got to give it up for isaiah thomas and then we got to talk about spencer rattler man first star of the game spencer rattler uh, only threw for 238 yards but he was really good today you know he had another 25 yards rushing in addition to the 238 yards passing uh, had 9.2 yards per attempt which is a little bit better than his season average average 7.9 uh, yards on his average depth of target and was 22 of 25 on the day uh, according to ESPN so his three incompletions he had one where he threw it low to Michael Woods who was breaking pretty well wide open uh, the second one was on a a little bit of a miscommunication, I feel like, between him and Mario Williams. Mario Williams had a bit of a step on his defender as he's streaking down the right sideline. Spencer Rattler is looking to throw that back shoulder fade, and Mario Williams just doesn't see it the same way. And so ball flies out of bounds incomplete, and then you have the interception, which, uh, you know, third and 15. And, you know, the Sooners are still in control of this football game, and Spencer Rattler just kind of throws one up down the right sideline, just hoping that his guy can make a play on the football, gets intercepted. Kansas State takes over inside their own 20-yard line. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you would have liked maybe you take the check down, see if you can get into better field goal position and take three points. But I don't fault Spencer Rattler either for trying to make one of those kill shot plays where you complete that and it goes for a touchdown or you complete it and it gets you set up inside the 10 where you can then score a touchdown. And that's the ball game. Like that's, that's kind of what you want to see. Like I want to see more of a killer instinct from this team at times. 
instead of always just playing it safe. And I think that's what ends up happening when these teams come back on, on the Oklahoma Sooners is they end up allowing teams back into games because they don't have that killer instinct. And so I don't mind seeing Spencer Rattler take a shot. I thought he was the most accurate he's been all season. I thought his uh, decision-making was the best it's been all season and his confidence level looked great. I mean, they mentioned it on the broadcast, but some of his throws were into really, really tight windows. He was trusting himself way more than he had been. And so big credit to Spencer Rattler for getting back to like what he does really, really well, which, I mean, he throws with accuracy and he's got a good arm. And so it's good to see him kind of get back to that, especially as they get ready to go play Texas. And it was good to see them, see him do that in a, um, hostile Manhattan environment, you know, on the road in a tough game and a tough place to play. Um, you know, that was a place that, that Jalen Hurts wasn't able to win in a couple years back. And so, yeah, big credit to Spencer Rattler, first start of the game. Look forward to seeing if he can build off of this performance, because if he can, then it's just going to get better for the Oklahoma Sooners. I love the balance approach that they took to this offense or to this game plan where, you know, you're not asking Spencer Rattler to throw it 30, 40 times a game. You're able to run the ball, sustain drives. And, and again, you know, like as teams are taking away the deep ball, the Oklahoma Sooners have found a way to sustain drives and be really, really good at, you know, scoring on methodical drives. They scored on seven of their eight offensive drives. If you don't count the last one where they, they took a need to finish the game, they scored on seven of their eight drives. That's great. That's fantastic. The only one they didn't score on was the, the interception. So what more can you ask of an offense, but to put points up on every, on almost every single drive. I mean, 37 points, Spencer Rattler had a really good game and looking forward to seeing what he does down the road. And that's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked On Sooners podcast. We are available free on every single platform. Make sure you check out the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners on Facebook, Locked On Sooners podcast. You can follow me at John Nine Williams. And until tomorrow, Boomer Sooner. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 